will do well. Reserve some for the foundlings. As it should always be. The foundlings are the future. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. On this episode, 211 discusses Urban Meyer, the Hawks dropping two at home, and wildcard weekend in the NFL. Please subscribe to the Tangent Podcast on Apple Podcasts and give a five-star rating. Let's get it. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mitch. Thank you for listening to the Tangent Podcast. Please get at the show, the Tangent Podcast on Facebook, the Real Tangent on Twitter, and if you like looking at pictures... The Real Tangent on Instagram. Alright. We already talked about Urban Meyer. Actually, we haven't talked about Urban Meyer. I've talked to Urban Meyer with some of my friends. And I'm like, yo, why are they showing Urban Meyer at the national semifinal game? For no reason. I mean, okay, they're Ohio State ties. And he's won national championship. It's fine. Okay, I got that part. But why is he there? And they showed him, and he was all by himself, like, up in the rafters. I'm sure Urban Meyer could have got a better seat. And now I get the picture. Urban Meyer is about to have the keys to the castle in Jacksonville. And who are the top two quarterbacks about to go? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. It all makes sense now. They just got rid of Doug Marone. In Jacksonville, I mean, you go 1-15, you lose 15 straight games in the NFL, you might get fired. And for it just to be Adam Gase, uh, Lynn out in um, Sandy, uh, um, whoo, I almost did it, I almost did it, in Los Angeles, and then Adam Gase, but we already knew Adam Gase was going. For it to be those three jobs available, I would think that Urban Meyer would like to go to New York just to have the... Spotlight or whatever, but I guess not. I guess Jacksonville has all the cap space and the number one pick. Now, this is what I was saying the other day when Justin Fields went and snapped on Clemson. He's saying, I'm the number one pick. And now, it's a little bit intriguing. Urban Meyer has been around that program. You could book that. Coach Day is an Urban Meyer product. So you know that he's been around the Buckeye program throughout the whole process of getting Justin Fields, of grooming Justin Fields. And now I really think it's a possibility that Urban Meyer is going to draft Justin Fields first. Now, I know it's the consensus. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I, I got that. But hell, Trevor Lawrence might be better for New York. It really depends. Like I like I said about Luca and Trey Young. It's like it just depends on what you need. New York, I think Sam Donald can actually get the job done if he has pieces around him. When you lose a big piece like Robbie Anderson, you saw what Robbie Anderson did in Carolina this year. He had a nice ass season with Bridgewater and up. Nice season. But I think Justin Fields might go first. Let him win this national championship. If he beats Alabama, I think he's going first. Now, 
it's all about the workouts later and you know what I'm saying the pro days and combines I don't even think either of them are gonna throw at the combine and at the combine honestly why you're either gonna be number one or number two and it's not like Trevor Lawrence jacked up his draft stock at all everyone thought you were number one going in you're probably might be number one now but with the urban meyer component in it now i really think that justin fields has a chance to be the number one pick i cannot wait for this weekend we're going to get into football later but boy this weekend right here is going to be football heaven Wildcard weekend is probably the best weekend of the year as far as football. And now, since they have two extra teams, they might as well have two extra games. Ah, we're going to get into that later. Urban Meyer is a hell of a coach. Has there been scandal? Yes. But he's already won coach of the year. But he didn't win coach of the year at Ohio State or Florida. He won that at Utah. He's been to Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. And could have got the Notre Dame job if he really wanted. His resume is stacked as far as a college coach. You have to look long and hard to see a better college coach. Saban, and I think that's the list. Honestly, Saban, Spurrier maybe. But, I mean, he's a legend in the game. Now, going to the pros, if you get... It, this is all speculation, by the way. I'm getting ahead of myself. He doesn't have the job yet in Jacksonville. But there are rumblings that he's going to get the job. He could pick the GM. He's going to pick his staff. Like, he's going to have full autonomy over the whole damn thing. And if that's the case, <laughs> he has to break a lot of barriers. A lot of coaches have went to the NFL, even Saban, and not succeeded. There was only a couple of examples. What? Jimmy Johnson. Um, hell, Barry Switzer won one, but that was Jimmy Johnson's groceries. Uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll got one. But they don't go over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? You might win one. You might win two. Jimmy Johnson is the gold standard as far as going from college to the pros. And he wasn't good at first. <laughs> And then they got Troy Aikman, and then the triplets, and then after that, it was over. Urban Meyer is getting the chance to build it from scratch. He's making the whole damn meal. What did Bill Parcells say? <laughs> I got to pick the groceries. He about to pick all the damn groceries. And he's going to make a hell of a meal in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a good fan base. I think they're going to do well. Marone... I mean, you're dealing with Gardner Minshew and Blake Bortles, dude. I get it, bro. <laughs> you you weren't going to make it. And then the Leonard Fournette thing went sideways. Uh, let's get into the Hawks real quickly. The Atlanta Hawks, and I told y'all, I told y'all, I was worried about these two teams coming up. The Cavaliers and the Knicks. Two losses. And I told you that there, someone was playing MVP ball, Drummond and Randall. Now, Randall, he lived up to it when he came. But in that first game against the Cavs, it wasn't 
Drummond doing his usual things. Yeah, he only had like 11 and 12. But the problem is, and I don't like this, the Hawks are getting outscored in the second half by these teams, especially at home. Colin Sexton is not supposed to be going bananas in the A like that. He's from the A. He's he's from here. I get it. He's not supposed to be going bonkers. You're not supposed to be blowing double-digit leads against these teams when you're supposed to be competing with the Nets and the Bucks of the world. You can't do it. Colin Sexton went for 28. Colin Sexton took the game over. You can't score 30, what, 35 points, and then they score 52 in the second half. You can't get outscored like that. And when the three-point shooting gets cold for the Hawks, it's a problem. And I just I just saw it in these last two games. Bogdanovich got nicked up in the Nick game. And the Nick game, look, I'm telling you, this Julius Randle thing is a thing. He took over that game. Now, the one thing I will say about Julius Randle, he travels and double dribbles a lot. They just don't call it. They call it sometimes. They call it like once out of every four. He be walking his ass off, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. But the Knicks are a good squad. RJ Barrett's coming into his own. Um, the kid, the, the rookie, uh, qu- quickly. Look, he's, he's solid, dude. He's solid. They gave him problems. The Knicks gave him problems. And the rebounding was a, was a problem as well. See, against the Cavs, the Hawks out-rebounded him, had more assists, had more steals, had more turnovers. But they should have won that game. You lose by five, but you get outscored by 15 in the second half. Well, there it is. So I think it was just a little bit of a loss of focus. I'm not worried about the Hawks. The Hawks will be fine. Sure, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Like I said, Bogdanovich getting nicked up against the Knicks, that's going to hurt a little bit, depending on how long he's going to be out. He might miss a game or two, hopefully. Hopefully. But the whistles late against the Knicks, it, it looked like he was paid off. There was a loose ball foul against John Collins. They're both in the air. John Collins gets the rebound. He comes down on dude, and they call a loose ball foul. It was just little things like that that separated the game. It sucks for the Hawks. The Hawks will be fine. They're four and three, and they'll be fine. I'm not even worried about it. But there are other teams that you have to worry about now, like the Pacers look good. I mean, the Sixers are looking. I mean, there are teams out there right now that are just off the hot starts, and you can't lose games like this to the Cavs and the Knicks. Now, the next two games are going to be against the Hornets, and I really can't wait for this because you know I'm all about LaMelo. I cannot wait to see LaMelo Ball versus Trey Young. I cannot wait for this little matchup right here. They should be able to scrape Charlotte. Because let's keep it a buck. They're 2-5. and five. They're not really that good, okay? But, hey, they beat the Nets too. Just like the Hawks did. So, it can't be slept on. Miles Bridges is a hell of a player. I really like Miles Bridges. LaMelo. They got Gordon Hayward. We're going to see what happens in this back-to-back. It's a home-and-home. Home. I think they're doing the home-and-home home because they're so close. You know what I'm saying? Charlotte is like a hop, skip, and a jump from the A. 
But they need to win both of those games. If they drop either of those games, I think then we, we have to fall back a little bit and look and see what's going on. Because Trey is going to be that thing. Trey's an all-star. There's no doubt that Trey Young is an all-star. I think the rest of the squad, I think John Collins, he's going to be up there in all-star uh, consideration. He's been balling out. And after what I just saw over the um, last couple days, I know that Julius Randle is going to be an all-star. I know that for sure. He's balling out of control. Honestly. When I said it the other day about the MVP consideration, I was kind of but I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying it like Bishop on Juice. I was kind of bugging, right? But for real, the Knicks are going to be solid. And what I wasn't thinking about when I said that shit the other day was that Tom Thibodeau got it going defensively. So, we're going to see how the Hawks bounce back. This is going to be a short one, y'all, because we're just going to get into football immediately. Um, I already told you my prediction for the uh, national championship game, but we're still going to have to talk about Wild Card Weekend. So, we'll get into that right after this. It's the Tangent Podcast, Tangent Media. Having six games on Wild Card Weekend is something I've never experienced before. I can't wait. We're just going to go in order. Because, woo, the matchups. The first matchup on Saturday... The Colts at the Bills. Uh, 105 start. <sighs> Josh Allen is really good at football. Okay. Josh Allen, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry, he might have had a chance at the MVP. As it is, they're going to blast Phillip Rivers and the Colts. They have too many weapons. But the Stephon Diggs trade, I think that was the biggest move of the season. Now that DeAndre Hopkins is out of the playoffs. Because if the if the Arizona Cardinals would have made the playoffs, that would have been the biggest move. But the Stephon Diggs thing, crazy. When they mollywhopped the Patriots on Monday night, you already that that's that was what solidified everything. Yo, I want to give a shout out to uh my poker people. Uh, my boy Adrian with his uh, big-headed Andre Reed flat-top having ass. And um, Lori, show shout-out, shout-out. But, uh, yeah, the Bills going to crush, I think. I don't see a way that the Colts could win unless Jonathan Taylor goes crazy again. If Taylor goes nuts again, like he did the, um, the last week of the season... Because for Derrick Henry to go for 250 and not be like the leading rusher in the league that week is crazy. Taylor went nuts for the Colts. If they can get Taylor going and they have to make Josh Allen like do the thing, we'll see. But I still have the Bills big in that game, like huge in that game. It's going to be cold too, I'm sure. Um... Next game is Rams and Seahawks. Look. Okay, there's, there's a few things about this game. I'm picking the Seahawks off a rip. 
Let me just tell you that right now. Uh, Sean McVay is a hell of a coach. All right? They just started this kid, Wolford, who got him into the playoffs, really. Jared Goff has the, the thumb that he had surgery on. And McVay's kind of playing possum. He doesn't know who's going to start. He knows who he's going to start. And I don't think it's going to be Jared Goff. And that said, the Seahawks are going to get after their ass. Now, what what do you think when you think the Rams? You think defense. You think Aaron Donald. You think Jalen Ramsey. You think defense. Russell Wilson, <laughs> Mr. Unlimited, he's going to get it done. And if it was in L.A., I don't even think it would have mattered, honestly. And the Seahawks, the the one thing that the pandemic took from the Seahawks is the 12th man. That's probably the biggest loss as far as home crowd besides Denver. Yeah, besides Denver. Honestly, that's, that's a ruckus, ruckus, ruckus crowd. I mean, the Chiefs, they still got people going through. I think they still got people going through in Lambeau, but I'm not sure. But... The Seahawks are going to win. It's going to come down to McVay having to switch quarterbacks midstream. And that's not going to work. It just isn't. I, I just don't see the Rams winning that game in Seattle. Just don't see it. All right. The Bucks versus the team formerly known as the Redskins, the Washington football team. Let's see. Tom Brady, on the road. On the road, because they didn't win the division. Tom Brady going to crush. I don't, I don't even see any way that Washington can win this game. Yes, do they have a hell of a front defensively? Yes. Is Chase Young talking that shit? Talking about where's Tom at? Yes. All that's going to go away when they're down by 20. All of it. Because the Bucks going to score. And the Bucks going to adjust. Whatever you want to say about Bruce Arians as a coach. He's going to be able to out-coach Ron Rivera in this situation. I believe that. Alex Smith, he's not fully healthy. And that's another big factor in this situation. But Tom Brady ain't going to lose in the first round. If he does, then this whole season is a failure for them. I really believe it's a failure. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks by two touchdowns. And then we move into Sunday. And I think this is the most intriguing game of the whole weekend. The Ravens at Titans. The reigning MVP versus number two in the MVP this year, in my opinion. Mahomes had a hell of a season, but Rodgers and Henry were above Mahomes. That's just all there is to it. If Lamar Jackson in that running game can go for over 400 rushing yards again, it's over. There's nothing Tannehill can do about that. Now, on on the flip side, if Derrick Henry has one of his games and they're able to control the clock and Tannehill can run that play action, because that is, I said it on the very, very first game of the season when the Titans Played the Broncos. I watched it all. And the only way, the only way Tannehill was crushing the Bronco defense was off that play action. And the Broncos 
held down uh, Henry. He didn't have that many yards. He, well, he has yards, but he had a hell of a lot of attempts. And all the missed field goals. Anyway, it might come down to kicking, actually. The Goskowski thing, hey, it's over. They got a new guy. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. But what's going to happen is that the Ravens are going to try to shove it down their throats with the run. And if Tennessee can't stop it, if Tennessee gets down and they take Derrick Henry out the picture, it's going to be a long day. I've got the Ravens. Bears, Saints, I don't even know how we're talking about this. Uh, we got Alvin Kamara coming off the, the COVID list. Oh, man, I just don't see Drew Brees losing this to the Bears and Trubisky. I just don't see it. The Bears backed in. And the Bears really, really aren't that good. I, I hate to say it, but the, the, the Saints should blow them out and blow them out early. There, there's really no need to spend time on it. If if the Saints are in full strength, there's no way. There's no way the Bears are winning that. Yeah. Saints by two touchdowns. Uh, and then the final game, which is also intriguing in itself because of COVID again. Cleveland going to the Steelers. Now, they literally just played last weekend. And Baker came through. They they made it happen. I don't think Mike Tomlin is going to let this ride. And Mike Tomlin actually gets to coach the game. Unlike the Browns coach, Kevin Stefanski. Because he's going to be on the COVID list. And six other coaches... Tested positive or, or something. They have a lot of positive tests in that camp with the Browns. They had a lot of positive tests going into the Steeler game last week. They had to shut down the facility. And if Baker could come through this, Baker's going to make his name. No coach, no head coach against the Steelers rivalry game. This is where your bread is buttered, people. <laughs> if 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 Baker Mayfield could do this, you can't talk shit about him no more. He's not made because he hasn't made a Super Bowl yet. There are some people that say Matt Ryan isn't made yet. And he made a Super Bowl. And he had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl and lost. But anyway, I don't know if y'all realize the 28-3 is going to be a theme like throughout this whole podcast situation. But... I have to pick the Steelers. Ben's rested. All the main starters are rested. Watts rested. Every, I mean, that's why last weekend really didn't matter to the Chiefs, to the Steelers. Because they're resting people. It, it doesn't matter. Let's win this game. Steelers are going to win that game. Knock out the Browns and the Cinderella story season. But I do want to talk about free agency a little bit. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into the Doug Peterson benching Jalen Hurts thing too much. But the bottom line is, the man gained three draft positions. That's it. There are other people to tank. So we're not going to even discuss what Doug Peterson did. 
if Doug Peterson leaves Jalen Hurts in that game, we're talking about the Giants in the playoffs as opposed to the Washington football team, period. That's just my opinion. We'll never know, but that's how I feel. The free agency thing. Oh, no, I'm skipping over the whole, I'm, I'm skipping the whole thing. Why is Carson Wentz a healthy scratch? Because he's getting traded. Girl Lori, the Patriots fan I just spoke of earlier, she said, she said, yo, I'll take, I'll take Carson Wentz. I don't think you want to, but I didn't even think about it until she said that shit. I'm like, yo, Carson Wentz in, in, in that system, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Because Carson's going to toe the line. Carson, his, his money's guaranteed. It doesn't matter where he goes. Now, will Belichick pay that loot? I don't think so. But if he goes to New England, they're still not going to be good. <laughs> they're still going to miss the playoffs. They're still going to be missing plenty of people. They're going to opt out again if there's an opt-in or opt-out. But we'll see what happens with that. I'm hearing rumors about Matt Ryan moving. And I already said that he should have been moved. He should have been moved. There are a whole bunch of quarterbacks about to move. Jared Goff might move. Depending on what happens with the, this shit on Saturday. We don't know. The carousel is going around, people. And now, the John Elway got elevated to um, a higher position in the Broncos organization. He's not picking the groceries no more. I could see Matt Ryan in a Bronco uniform. I could see Matthew Stafford in a Bronco uniform. There's going to be a whole bunch of moving parts in this offseason. I can't wait. But it starts with those two up front. And Justin Fields, boy... It's like JoJo Dancer. <laughs> Whew. All right. I'm out. That's it. Thank you for listening. Please get the show, The Tangent Podcast on Facebook, The Real Tangent on Twitter, and if you like looking at pics, The Real Tangent on Instagram. That's it, man. Oh, let me clean up from last week. When I said Claypool was the best out of Notre Dame, I meant in the... Kelly regime. Please, please don't get it twisted. Please don't think I forgot about Joe Montana and Joe Theismann and Tim Brown and Jerome Betts. Please don't, please don't think I forgot about them. I was saying during Brian Kelly's time. That's one thing. Um, oh, and the tracks were from the legendary album 93 Till Infinity by Souls of Mischief. If you have never heard that and you love hip hop, please go out your way. All right. So that's it. Uh, until next time, please impress yourself. Bye. I have spoken.